Welcome back to Memories by Marie. I'm your host, and my name is Kim. We're following along on the mystery of the missing Shane children. And we might feel like we're bouncing around a little bit, but there's lots of aspects of the story that will help piece it together. Jimmy and Sally had been missing out, and they knew it. Sleeping in the car, stopping only to eat and get gas, no toys, living in secret, always scared. What no one tells you is how lonely you become when you're on the run. Have you ever heard of a child who didn't want their own dog? All the years, they had been forbidden to touch their daddy's dog. The kids didn't talk about it now, but they had asked for a dog many times before. Mama had said this might be the place that they would call home. She had called it magical. Anna thought they were missing out as well, especially on a normal life. Anna told the children she felt safe here. And instantly, all of them had become hopeful. The kids were hopeful too, again, for a dog. Maybe they could make a bargain with her to take care of it all by themselves, all of the time. Truly they would, all of all of it, all by themselves, all of the time. They would do extra work. That got their mama's attention. Although Anna had felt this place was magical, she was uncertain it was far enough away. She was unsure of the distance, so she pulled the map from the glove box and brought it up to the room that they had rented in the boarding house. She unfolded it on the bed, and she traced her finger along the line to ascertain the distance by guessing. Suddenly, she tensed up. No dog, not yet, she told them. Dissatisfied and disillusioned once again by their mom's fears and the anger in her voice, the kids began to sulk. Anna, distracted by the map and the sudden realization that it may never be far enough, she gave the kids permission to go outside and play. Suddenly paralyzed with fear, that they were doomed if they did not keep going. Weary and fatigued, she lay down on the bed, closed her eyes. She needed to think. Jimmy Shane was an impulsive little boy. He had more of his daddy in him than his mama liked. He didn't tell his mama about the terrible things that he remembered or the terrible things that he saw his daddy do. But it often came back to him as nightmares, flashbacks. He was also resentful that they had spent so much time in the car and more than a little enraged that all of his toys were gone and that he always had to take care of his sister. 
Jimmy was also a little more than rebellious. More than just a little ticked off at the no dog comment that he had just gotten from his mother and knowing he was powerless to change her mind, it was no surprise that when they stopped by the junkyard and saw the black dog inside, that Jimmy fell instantly in love with it. Instantly. A connection. A bond. Sally had just followed along, like she always did. She wanted to make it easy for her brother. She wanted to make it easy for him to take care of her. She felt safe with him and secure. The dog inside the fence was a junkyard dog, known to be vicious, even fatal if he got too close. He was solid, even if he was a little skinny, large with a tattered coat. He looked savage. To others who did not see him with Jimmy's eyes, he would appear bloodthirsty, wild, rabid. After all, he was a junkyard dog. But to the Shane children, he was magnificent. A telepathic dog. dog. Jimmy sensed his pain. To the owner of the junkyard dog, he was noisy and, pr- and a protective asset. He kept him hungry enough grateful enough, ferocious enough, a dog that would kill you just for stepping into the junkyard. Jimmy and Sally were simply delighted at the discovery of the dog, satisfied that it was meant to be. Mama had always said, if it was meant to be, it would be. They were eager to touch the dog, to hug it, to love it and the kids made their way along the ancient barbed wire fence. Maybe a little too boldly, a little too keen, maybe even a little too bravely. The dog, ever watchful, appeared calm, at ease, content. His watching of the kids moving towards him never stopped. Till that moment, till that moment in time, The dog's life had been bleak, without hope, with no future, even agonizing. His master was cruel and full of hatred. But a bright light glowed around the chain children as they neared the dog. It was destiny. And it was a betrayal because he belonged to the owner of the junkyard dog the man who fed him. A sense of urgency took over the children and waves of unimaginable terror shook them. An enormous man wearing greasy jean overalls and a dirty baseball cap came out of the old decrepit shack. Vehicles of every description lined both sides of the yard. Dirt trails went every which way along the yard towards the broken down cars. Weeds grew out of the frames and broken windshields. Junkyards had bad reputations and were well known to house some of the world's meanest son of a bitches, his mother had said. And that's why the dogs were mean. The children stopped just inside the gate. Not close enough for the dog's chain to reach, but close enough for it to be a dangerous situation.
The man stubbed out the cigar with his boot, not yet noticing the children. You good for nothing, mutt! You let that piece of crap in again, didn't you? With a boot to the dog and a dog's yelp, he suddenly began to kick and hit the dog. The dog took the beating, whimpering and cowering. A blood-curdling scream from Jimmy shattered the whole scene. Stop! 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 Please hitting him! And both children were crying now, shaking. Panic took over the beating. The dog was too painful to watch. It was a nightmare. It felt familiar. Suddenly, the deadly nightmare got worse. It was risky. And Jimmy knew it. But his impulsive attitude made him and his sister gullible to understand the consequences. Doomed to fail to save the dog. He didn't care. They didn't care. Poised to take one last swing at the dog, the enormous man suddenly hesitated. He turned his attention to the brats at the gate. The kids stopped, now on pins and needles, holding their breath.